Welcome to the Authentic Love Podcast, where we address your questions about relationships in the church. So settle in and get ready for an open discussion based off of true experiences. It's going to be real. It's going to be raw. It's going to be redemptive. Hello, everyone. It's me, Janie. And Hannah. Woohoo! It feels like it's been such a long time since... Since I've been on the podcast, I know that I was off last month. So was I. Yeah, you guys had Heather and Teddy last month. Yeah. And yeah. Janie and I this month. This month. And today we have a very exciting topic for you. And really, we just want to chat. Yeah. And this, yeah, it's just Hannah and I today. I don't know. Have we just done a podcast, just the two of us? Or has it been a very long time? I don't think so. I don't think so. Like ever? No, this is a new one. This is a new <laughs> one. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in with us today, wherever you're listening from, whatever time it is you're listening at. <laughs> thank you for tuning in with us. Today we're going to talk about rejection. Everyone's favorite thing. Favorite, favorite thing. And how relevant or, you know. How it affects you right and areas of your life and how how it can really get a foothold on things Mm -hmm. yeah so hannah what do you think tell us a story (laughs) (laughs) what a lead yeah this is a good transition (laughs) when was it like was there ever a time where 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 you were rejected that you remember yes Yes. (laughs) there was there's been a few (laughs) As I've I've shared my story before, and I have talked about how I have risked risked before because rejection really is a risk, mm-hmm. or not? Re- well, rejection is like the, the outcome, outcome, an outcome, an outcome of yes, a risk, a potential outcome of a risk. Yes, and I have done that I- in the past, and I've had to go really great sometimes, and not so great other times. And mm-hmm. I think one of the best times was. A few years ago, I was interested in someone. I'd hung out with them, for, like in groups, mm-hmm. and kind of observed in a non in a non stalkerish <laughs> way, you know, yes. in a good way. And I'd, I'd become interested in them, and I and I liked them. And I don't really like ambivalence. Like I don't like the gray area. I'm like, if you're interested in me, tell me you're interested in me, so we can like decide if that's a thing. Right. Like you know, not necessarily date, but like. Yeah. Just, so we're on the same page. I don't like not being on the same page. And so when it gets to a point where I'm like, well, I'm, I know that I'm interested in this person or I'm kind of interested in this person. I tend to either, and I don't know how they're feeling. I tend to just like bite the bullet mm-hmm. yeah. and go for it. Sometimes I wait, sometimes I don't. And in this case, I did not wait. I was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it out there Yeah. with this guy. And so we went for coffee and I was, it's me. I'm blunt. <laughs> like I don't know how to beat around the bush. Like, There's a reason I asked you for coffee. We've never hung out one on one before. Like, yeah. And I just said, like, you know, I I'm I'm kind of interested in you, and I I like you, and I like what I've seen. And he actually was pretty blown back, and he was like, "Yeah, I know. I was aware." <laughs> um, this is coming off a not so subtle, like almost double date that he got tricked into, mm. which like kudos to my roommate and her boyfriend <laughs> at the time for their wingmanship yeah uh, so it was like i was not subtle about it okay and so he was like yeah i was aware but obviously he hadn't felt the need to like say anything yeah. about it which is fair right if he's like oh i'm not 
if you're not interested like you have no obligation i would say if you know someone's interested in you to necessarily call them out on it yeah unless they're wanting to see say something what's up yeah. you know what i mean especially if you're not in the same vibe yeah that's my personal opinion <laughs> for sure so i kind of just like talked for a little bit about like being interested in him and i he was in a in a space in life where like things were really in transition for him so mm-hmm. he wasn't sure what the next season of life looked for like for him like didn't know if he was staying in the city yeah. didn't know a lot of things yeah and so he he was very honest he's like i don't know mm-hmm. because there's a lot going on right now but he was like but i understand how hard and vulnerable it is to say these things and to come out and admit them and so like i like thank you for sharing that i like i want to acknowledge that and the other thing that i remember him saying was i know that sometimes when you're in situations like this you don't get to say everything you want to say like you're you're trying to gather all your thoughts and you don't always gather all your thoughts because it's nerve-wracking and you're not sure what's on the other side and he was like if you want to talk about this more like mm-hmm. if there's other things you wanted to say and you didn't get a chance to say and we walk away and like they come to you, like we can have another conversation. Mm-hmm. But I just am not sure right now that I'm in the right space in my life to enter into to anything. To pursue anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like a really great rejection mm-hmm. in terms of like being acknowledged, being heard and yeah. it not being like yeah maybe and then a ghosting or just like a flat out like harsh rejection or anything like that yeah so it was difficult like obviously it wasn't necessarily the outcome i had been hoping for Mm -hmm. but it was dealt with in a way that we we were still friends yeah Um, like you were honored like you were still like honored in in the situation 100 percent. i even wanted about his wedding later on oh right like so there was no like weirdness yeah there was no weirdness it didn't destroy any of the friendship that we had built or anything like that Mm -hmm. which is really nice because i would say that's not always the case Mm -hmm. i wonder too i wonder too if like that shows a lot of maturity Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like usually the rejecter Mm -hmm. would drag something along or like make Mm -hmm. something happen that like wasn't there for them all in the name of quote unquote like i don't want to hurt their feelings yeah right that, and that's happened a lot right and like how like how much more destructive is that mm-hmm. because really and which is from mm-hmm. my opinion is actually quite selfish because mm-hmm. it's it's appeasing ourselves mm-hmm. and it's appeasing like the the conflict that we have in our minds about not being able to please the other individual that's before us yeah. um, i think the heart is in the right place or like oh i don't want to hurt someone like my yeah. heart is to be kind my heart is to not hurt someone and then it's hard to translate that especially if it's someone um often i find in christian relationships it's not just someone you've just met very rarely do do we have like you know i just met you and i asked you out. Well. like that yeah. doesn't happen as often in christian dating so you have actually spent considerable time with people that you're interested in yeah you may have built friendships with them they may be like really involved in like your Bible study or mm-hmm. your church or like a lot of aspects of your life. Yeah. And so I think that also is where the heart of like, I don't want to hurt them, yeah. but we also have to interact. We also have to like all of these things yeah. come out because you know them more mm-hmm. than necessarily. I think it would be easier if it was someone like you just met who was like, hey, you want to go out on a date? Yeah. You're like, I can just say no. And it, like, I probably never see them again. Totally. Or, like, it's not a big deal. We haven't made any connections. Yeah. Going back to what you said, that it is harder for 
um, like handling rejections or like or like the aftermath of <laughs> of confronting <laughs> um, feelings or something like that in the church settings because you either volunteer with that person so you're in similar spaces you're in like you know similar leadership roles if that's right if mm-hmm. whatever you're volunteering mm-hmm. with but like you know like regular things or like a life group how do you think in your opinion how would you say from your experience like the church like how how would we do in situations like that like are we like does the church generally like not handle that well or i think it depends because mm-hmm. it's a hard situation yeah. Right. It's a hard situation, whether it's like you've been in a relationship and broken up because that's a form of rejection as well. That's true. Possibly more invested emotions, even if, if it's just the front end, like before you've even dated and there's a rejection. I think the best thing when it's like that former, like when it's just like you don't know them, like you haven't started dating, mm-hmm. but maybe you've like asked someone out or you're interested in someone. I think on the church side, there is a lot of um, observations. Like there's a lot of like people watching and getting Mm -hmm. excited for you we've talked about that before we're like it's the pressure is never because people are coming out of a a bad place because they're so excited yeah but i think the amount of like people looking and being like "Ooh, like you brought this new person to life group or you're talking to so and so Mm -hmm. like that's not going to be his thing is that good it makes it bigger yeah to even like when you ask them out and it maybe it doesn't work out to like there's awkwardness Mm -hmm. right yeah because then you have to be like, well, I asked them out and they said no, but like, we still and then now you have life to group together. Now you feel like you have to explain yourself mm-hmm. to other people why you got rejected, really, right? right? Is what mm-hmm. it is at the end of the day. Like, it didn't work out because. Yes. Like, my motto is, for relationships is like similar to like pregnancy, where like, if they don't tell you, I don't ask. Don't ask. Yeah. Like, I just don't, don't ask, ask because yeah. you don't know. Like, That's you right. just don't know. And like, there's just so many things. And I think if it's in, like, it's harder if you're like, breaking up like if you've been in a relationship and you've broken up in your life group and i've had that experience Mm. too where i was dating someone from a life group and we broke up yeah and my life group handled it really well actually like they there was no like side taking there was no like gossip or anything but there was a like are you guys still comfortable being in the same life group together like okay um my friends would be like okay like they did tell us they were coming he was coming tonight like just want to give you a heads up so you can be like emotionally prepared Prepared. we've let him know that you're coming like just at the beginning right because there is like yeah having to see someone that's rejected you or that you've broken up with Mm -hmm. it's emotional and it's hard and it's it is part of that like risk that you take Mm -hmm. that didn't like pan out yeah which can be really hard yeah so yeah i don't know have you what about you jenny what has your experience been like (laughs) in terms of rejection in terms of like just even risk taking and it maybe not panning out so well yeah there was this i mean like i said too like i've i've also shared my story or briefly my story with the with with the podcast but you know because i did you know i met josh when i was 18 Mm -hmm. and then you know we got married three years later so like i didn't have a i didn't really spend a whole lot of time in the dating world because i wasn't looking um mm-hmm. a whole lot uh when i was in high school <laughs> <laughs> but i do remember there was this one guy um and we were at camp and i was working at this camp for like an like a number of summers already mm-hmm. and like the people knew me and whatever but then there was this guy i must have been around f- 16 at the time 
and he was i think like in his first year of university or something and i just like for whatever reason was just like really drawn to him or whatever and that not that like i didn't say anything or like i didn't like i didn't tell him that i liked him i just you know we were just chatting back and forth and it was good conversation or whatever but then i think like when we got back like when we you know finished camp for the summer or whatever and and got back to our own respective cities then like it just seemed like our conversation just like abruptly stopped okay yeah and you could feel it you could feel like okay like this is like dwindling down like super fast like there's like, like out of nowhere or was like there like it, something well, it, that like caused the like it seemed out of nowhere it seemed out of nowhere for me anyway just because and maybe this is just like my my mind at the time that was like well i don't see anything wrong so to have something that you maybe for me i was thinking like oh like this could be something but i didn't really know him well mm-hmm. like we were literally maybe like working at the same camp for like a week so like right. it wasn't there wasn't enough time to it was actually, like close proximity yes for a short amount of time which like we know can sometimes cause like absolutely emotions. and it's like exactly and you're working at the camp so you're like staying out at mm-hmm at the grounds and things like that and so uh yeah and so for me i think like when the communication stopped then i just i felt rejected and i was just like oh like did i do something or did i say something wrong or like i think i kind of dwell dwelled on that for just a little Mm -hmm. while and then and then later on when i got some space like apart from the proximity yeah i was just like oh actually like there was like nothing (laughs) <laughs> like there was like nothing there or there was like mm-hmm. it was just a proximity thing like i didn't even know him i didn't even know like right who, who he was right. um but still for my young heart to still experience mm-hmm. that you know you know felt embarrassed about yeah. that like you know mm-hmm. i would consider that now as like the early on ghosting yeah and because <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't mm-hmm. a thing back then yeah so did you take that with you a little bit? Like, was there like a belief in your heart or something like some sort of like, or was it more of a like, hmm. like um, as a 16 year old? Cause like when you're 16, 17, I, I, having a relationship, yeah. it's, it's often different than when you're like older because you haven't experienced, you generally haven't experienced heartbreak before yeah, or you're just not as mature yet. That kind of thing. So mm-hmm. sometimes like I know when you're younger, things that happen when you're younger stick with you and like settle with you more mm-hmm. because you don't know how to process it necessarily at that age and then yeah. you kind of have to process it later. I think an aspect of it maybe just like the the aspect like the idea of like wasn't I like not good enough or mm-hmm. whatever just like yeah. just a brief moment. Mm-hmm. But then ultimately I think for me I was able to reason and like speak truth to it enough that made sense with my logical brain at the time because i you know i was very i I am very logical and was more so back then Mm -hmm. and in my mind it made sense that he didn't really know me yeah he didn't really know me and so whatever he rejected wasn't actually me yeah so i was okay with that Mm -hmm. like i was able Mm -hmm. to walk Mm -hmm. away and be like there was absolutely no reason for him to know who Mm -hmm. i am in a week yeah and that was only like as we passed by things yeah. like you know like we weren't even i wouldn't even say we were we were good friends mm-hmm. in in that week we was just a mm-hmm. thing that was there and 
And so I think that helped kind of protect my heart too. That I was just like, well, he didn't actually know me. So yeah. to 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 take this with me and be like, oh, he rejected me. I'm like, well, technically he didn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't actually me. The question on rejection: mm-hmm. Do you think rejection is ever about the person? Like I know we as people emotionally will yeah. always be like, it was me. Like there was something with me. But in a healthy, like healthy rejection, not like toxic rejection yeah do you think it's ever really like a specific person rejection or is it more yeah no do I you get know what you. i'm saying mm-hmm. you know because we we often assume it was something about me specifically or personally in a in a negative way yeah that's an interesting question and i actually i think <laughs> i think it's both mm-hmm. i think it's both in the sense that we can reject like when when we reject someone mm-hmm it could be that there is a characteristic aspect of them that is not good. That's like harder, I guess, to mm-hmm. to swallow than I would say. Like, then I would say that's on that individual. Mm-hmm. But then, in the same way, mm-hmm. most rejections are like, "Oh, like I'm just not attracted to you," which has nothing to do with the other person. It has mm-hmm. everything to do with, with that person. the with the rejector. Yeah. Um, or even like even like things that could trigger them like Mm -hmm. whether that be like my biggest thing was pride that that I turned away from like if I saw a guy that was like interested in me and and it felt like he was like prideful and Mm -hmm. he was exhibiting like prideful um behaviors I was like it like Mm -hmm. automatic turn off like done you know Mm -hmm. which some people might not right, feel like, that right. way or might not like be so sensitive. Yeah, or interpret it that. the same way. Some people are like, oh, that's confidence versus that's pride. Right. Or like there is a bit of an in, in interpretation. And I guess, yeah, that's that's off off the cuff. When I say off the cuff, I mean like if you don't really know them, yeah, then yeah, you're right. like, well, I see that and that's not what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think sometimes you just know. Yeah. And sometimes you just know it's not a fit. Yeah. And when you say it's not a fit and you say no to someone, I think, like, it's not always, like, because of them. Yeah. It's just, like, this doesn't fit. There's not a chemistry. There's That's not right. a space. Like, um, I, for you this. won't be happy. And, and I, I won't, won't be, be happy, happy because we just don't fit. We, and, like, this is actually for the betterment of us as individuals. Right. That we do not engage in. In, in a relationship. In a relationship. Right? And I think sometimes there can be this especially with christians uh like well if they're christian then i should just date them Mm. sometimes Mm -hmm. like and again not in a flippant way but we often like that is like the top tier like that is the first thing i want to know about someone that i'm dating yeah or interested in is like are you a christian and what does that look like for you like very important yes but then i still have follow-up questions yeah. Right, like I still have other things I'm looking for and I won't necessarily just be like, well, you're a Christian and you're a great Christian. So let's We're date. <laughs> and then yeah. if it doesn't work out, well, then we'll figure that out later. Cause like you can avoid a lot of unnecessary relationships or like hurt if you're just like, let's take some time and like make sure this is. Are we compatible? Are we compatible? Like being a Christian mm-hmm. is like good for you mm-hmm. as an individual. And then me being Christian is good for me as an individual with Jesus. Like, that's not like that doesn't connect you and me Mm -hmm. together as Christians and that we should be compatible. Like, there's many other things like giftings or beliefs and Mm -hmm. and like 
personality yeah. that you All, like, roll into it exactly i yeah. remember josh and i were talking and josh my husband and i were talking and and how for me i have never dated i've never been in a relationship with anyone else other than um, right. my husband and a big part of that for me was um because i had other christian guys that was interested mm-hmm. but i found that their level that that i needed a certain level of commitment to mm-hmm. jesus and a certain level of commitment to faith i guess like full surrender mm-hmm. to god than what i'd seen in other guys mm-hmm. yeah and i mean josh is 12 years older than you yes um that doesn't mean like people your age at the time couldn't have that full surrender but i do think like there is something to the fact that josh had been like a steady christian mm-hmm. and was 12 years older than you had been through through that that yeah. probably played into that I'm that's assuming. true but then however like there were other guys at the, at the time too that that were interested that were also older than me that Fair. was like yeah like age isn't necessarily like the factor the, yeah the factor <laughs> however i do agree with you that i'm like he did you know he's had time to process and he's had time <laughs> to be like okay yeah no that doesn't work jesus is the only one that works and and i needed that for myself because i knew the calling that god had for me and mm-hmm. i knew or like i knew the the greatness i guess of the calling i just didn't know i just don't know what mm-hmm. is i'm i'm just walking into some of those things now mm-hmm. But, like, I knew that there were going to be things in my life that I was going to need to have great faith in. Right. And I couldn't be in a position where I had to convince my husband to have great faith with you. With me. You just like, needed I just needed him to have great faith with me. I couldn't convince him, like, this is why you should, because God, because God is the, yeah. right? Because, mm-hmm. like, how it's already hard enough to have faith about something that is totally work, looks like, looks like it's working against anything and everything mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is real. Yeah. As your eyes can see it. To have your, uh, to have your husband, like, not have faith in it with you or like find out for themselves and then mm-hmm. you have to like convince them that's like next level yeah i would just give up like i just would <laughs> <laughs> i would be like okay never mind like i won't have faith for that like this is too much right, right? Yeah. like this is that's that's a lot mm-hmm. and and so because i knew that that was a path that god had me on like that was very important to me mm-hmm. however i realize that not everyone feels that way right whether that be good or bad, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you have it's everybody. Just everybody's it's got just different what you callings, exactly, and that's and that's just what I needed. So, like for other people, they are able to to be compatible with someone who isn't as, like I guess, intense. I would say I don't mm-hmm. know if that for lack of better <laughs> word, better word. Um, yeah, because they don't feel the need for that themselves, right. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so that was like my part, too, with like not really entertaining other other guys at yeah. the time. For sure. And I think like rejection is a harsh word. Like, it, I mean, there's no way to spin it into something yeah. that doesn't <laughs> sound harsh and yeah. negative. But it, that experience doesn't always have to be. But I also know like there can be a lot of bitterness that arises in rejection. Yeah. Like, I think when you're not as grounded in in maybe your identity and who you are individually in, yeah. in Christ and in your relationship. Um, or sometimes maybe just even is really, are really focused on like the idea of a relationship or what it looks like. The rejection can like sting a lot or honestly it can be a really toxic rejection. Like yeah. even in the Christian circle, like mm-hmm. toxic rejection happens. Exists. Right. Where it's yeah. just like not handled well. It's not great. And you take that 
rejection and it's like well that's how it's always gonna be yeah and um it's probably one of the biggest risks people take Mm -hmm. because you are essentially being like i am interested in like pursuing something deeper with you like think of how hard it is to make friendships yeah especially as an adult or to like trust in someone enough to be like i want to be your friend and i want to share things and i want to be vulnerable with you and then translate into like approaching someone who you may not know how they feel yeah and them saying like i'm interested in you i'd like to pursue something with you or like are you interested in like seeing where this goes Mm -hmm. and then you you, like you're super vulnerable totally in that space yeah like so vulnerable yeah and then if it's not received well that's Mm -hmm. just even worse yeah like scars for sure and even if it is received well like it's hard to be like i want to do that again yeah that's fun i want to do, do that again right yeah absolutely i think too like because there's another part of rejection that that's like you know if if you as an individual it, have told another person that you're interested in them but there are things that are important to you maybe you have kids mm-hmm. or maybe or maybe like you need more time or or you know just or, or mm-hmm. maybe like mm-hmm. Like maybe your family is re- like really important to you, or your community is really important to you, and then having that other person also be as invested in, yeah, in in the things that you like and like mm-hmm. your family things that are important to you, mm-hmm. and that they don't have the capacity for that, and then they walk away, mm-hmm. right? Like that's a rejection, yep, right. But also, you you wouldn't want someone. Yeah, to right. be in your life anyway that's mm-hmm. not able right. that doesn't have the capacity to to care about things that, that that is important to you that are good healthy things like you need people you yeah. need your family mm-hmm. you need right yeah and logically like we t- I think logically we all understand that yeah and then there's that heart piece that like in the moment or for that season it's just like but it was it twists anyways yeah that's like you said, like sometimes you get space and you can see it better. And sometimes it is like really a belief system mm-hmm. that you have to work through. Yeah. That has somehow settled like in, in your, in your soul and in your system. And it's like praying into that, mm-hmm. possibly needing inner healing or mentoring or something like that. And all of which is like great steps. Yeah. To take. And that's not like every rejection. Like it's not like I cover you get rejected and you like need all those steps, but sometimes they can really, sometimes you do. Yeah. It just does. Yeah. And I have incredible respect for anyone that takes that risk. And especially anyone who continuously takes that risk mm-hmm. because I mean, there's hope as well. Like to not take that risk means you don't have hope. That's right. Either. Yeah. Right. Like they can't, they can't coincide mm-hmm. is what I found a lot with hope is hope is often it's like faith or a risk, right? Like you are hoping for something that has not yet occurred. Yeah. That's right. Is, is essentially the idea. Right. Yeah. And we have that phrase, like, don't get your hopes up because you're trying to you like, know, you don't know. Right. It's how you temper people's expectations. Don't get your hopes up. And yeah. you're like, but oh. no, I will. I do want to get my right. hopes up. Like I, I'm hoping for the best possible outcome right. with this. But with that, there's a risk of being disappointed, and mm-hmm. because of rejection and mm-hmm. because of all these things, we we do hear it a lot. Where it's like where you get rejected, where an individual gets rejected, even when they do everything right, right? Yeah. Or like mm-hmm. not even do, but just like are, mm-hmm. you know, you are healthy, you are accountable, you are connected you are whatever and yet you still get rejected but then it always just still goes back and be like again 
was mm-hmm. I not good enough? Like, yeah, it does. I wasn't good and like I was not mm-hmm. as good mm-hmm. as their insecurities. Right. Like I wasn't able to overcome. Like if I were different, if this were this, yeah, then the outcome would be different. Yeah. And I think the other thing, like when you're the person reaching out, like with the possibility of rejection, mm-hmm. is also remembering like that other person doesn't owe you anything. Yeah. Right. Like even if you think you laid the groundwork, even and I'm speaking from experience, like even me. Right. Like with this other guy. Like, yeah, clearly I, la- I was not subtle. I laid the groundwork. <laughs> I was very clear that I was interested. And when I yeah. say like I was clear, I'm like, I subtle does not exist. I might as well have just <laughs> announced it at Bible study. Yeah. But it was that like he didn't owe me a yes That's because right. I had laid that groundwork or that I was a great person or that all you of took these, the risk or that I took the risk like it was great that like there was a recognition mm. of like this is a big risk and I appreciate you doing this um and I even think there was something in the not calling it out because I think if he had called it out because mm-hmm. he wasn't interested I think he knew that like if he called it out if I didn't want to speak about it like that would just be uncomfortable that would be embarrassing yeah you know what I mean because if he, he wasn't interested I think had he been interested like it might have worked out a different way he might have approached it sooner mm-hmm. or might have said something right because there's like a mutual interest yeah which is fantastic like that's the best outcome <laughs> but there's even a respect in being like i don't want to pre-reject her like i don't want to call something out that mm. she's clearly not wanting to talk about yeah like if she wants to take that risk we can have that conversation yeah but she can take that risk that's and right. i shouldn't mm. like push her into that yeah which i think is a really like a respect in yeah. a way that's interesting because there's a lot of faith on the other guy's side to like faith and boundaries really mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. know that it's your responsibility to bring that up to him and not have him play into the role of, well, didn't you know, like you should have just known mm-hmm. and like start assuming things and start right because that's super toxic. Like that's yeah. like s- guys cannot read our minds and vice versa girls can't read guys minds like it's just it's Mm -hmm. that's a lie it's not romantic it's just it's just true Janie and I can't even read each other's minds no we literally (laughs) yeah we're just like to be clear yeah (laughs) there is a lot of clarify (laughs) there's a lot of clarify happening there yeah and so so just backtracking going back you know Mm -hmm. to know that if you feel if if this thought has ever come and come into your mind to be like well, if I could have just done things mm-hmm. differently or if I, you know, if I could have just been enough mm-hmm. or if I could have just been this, then the outcome would have been different. Mm-hmm. You cannot fix people. You cannot yeah. change. You can't make mm-hmm. other people do a certain thing or make decisions for mm-hmm. for for them, like which has nothing to do mm-hmm. with you, which I think to your point earlier. Right. Like mm-hmm. that in that case like that has nothing to do with you which most case most rejections have nothing to do with you as an individual like as in you don't need to go and fix yourself or change something or change something and then try again be like do you like me now yeah do you like is this better because it's not real it's not authentic you that's right and you can only like either you keep that up for like 30 40 50 years yeah which would be exhausting yeah because i've had that where i'm like okay well like maybe if i don't show exactly who i am right away Mm. you know what i mean like there is this like if i if I cautiously approach things or if I do like you know maybe Mm. I don't talk about my puzzling obsession you know date one or like (laughs) like, I mean that sounds really funny but like you know things that you're like maybe they'll think I'm weird 
for this but i'd rather i think i'm weird on date one absolutely or like ask out one than like date 15 when i'm finally like so like i like to puzzle i like to puzzle here's my cupboard (laughs) yeah my cupboard of it and like when you're talking about being enough like we we already are enough yeah like as people we are enough and god we're enough for god Mm -hmm. and his heart for us is to be with someone who also thinks that we are enough who embraces those things and none of us are perfect Mm -hmm. and relationships are hard and i don't think like it's ever like oh i just accept you and like nothing ever happens there's building there's working but there's like the god never wants you to be with someone who want who makes you feel like you have to be less than who you are that's right and i think there is oftentimes where we try to be less than mm-hmm. because that's what someone wants. Like yeah. we, and by less than, I mean like not our authentic self, not who we really are to make the other person feel yeah. comfortable. And that rubs them of who you are because you don't know yeah. that they won't love exactly who you are. Yeah. Like you don't. Mm-hmm. And I've been in relationships where that has not been the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and that rejection is even worse. Yeah. Uh, because I've been, not only did I get rejected, but I got rejected by being someone I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't like so who I was <laughs> and they didn't like who I was pretending to be. Yeah. And that's a whole mess in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And so realizing that like for me, like the right person will just be like, yeah, let's puzzle together. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll and sit down will. for a minute and like I'll puzzle with you or like you go do that. I'm going to sit here and do my thing. But like but you can, can do together. your thing. Like yes. I'm not going to try to be like, could you do less of that or could you not be involved in that? And mm. that's something I have to remind myself too because mm. I can sometimes be like, oh, I'm not sure that I'm interested in that person or I'm not sure I want to embrace that person because, well, I don't like that and like I'm not into that. So then like how's that going to work? Yeah. And realizing like you don't, you don't have to. You don't you can have just be. to have the exact same <laughs> hobbies. <laughs> right? You don't have to have the exact right? same hobbies. You don't interests. have to reject them based off of like certain things like that. Yeah. Right? Like you can try it out and see how that works. Yeah. Balance and things. But there's so many things that are through our mind. Yeah. Before we say yay or nay. Yeah. Because we want to like, I think at the crux of it, even when it comes to rejection, when that's running through our head, we're like, I don't want to hurt this person. So, like, if I try this and it doesn't work, is that going to hurt more than if I just outright say no now? Because mm. there is also a risk in the ask Yeah. to the person that you're asking. Yes. They're taking a risk whether they say yes or no. Yeah. There's a risk in, in the outcome now on either involved. side. <laughs> yeah. Now they're now involved. Now they're involved, and which is, yes, which is a big risk. Absolutely. You know, if you got, if if you are, you know, feeling that you are going through rejection, mm-hmm. know that hear our hearts when we say like rejection sucks Mm -hmm. and it is hard and Mm -hmm. it is a process that you have to work through and that if you don't if you don't work through it it'll just linger hannah and i know that (laughs) very well did we tell you guys that we're in genesis (laughs) or actually we just finished we just finished this genesis which is harvest city's like inner healing group essentially program group program yeah um which is great if you're ready to kind of dig into some of those like deep rooted beliefs that mm-hmm. we talked about earlier on the podcast yeah. of like what your heart believes and things that you may have absorbed without knowing that you absorbed them. Mm-hmm. Um, rejection was a big one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was a conversation. That was a topic that that we talked about lots and and know that you're not the only one that's going through it, mm-hmm. whether whether you are the rejector or mm-hmm. the rejectee, like everyone 
has mm-hmm. a story and everyone no one wants to be rejected let's get that clear like that's not a fun mm-hmm. position that again someone's like i want to do that again <laughs> i want to put myself out there again but that it is important because you will you will find your person that mm-hmm. that loves you and that sees you for for you and you don't have to like put something on or or, or whatever mm-hmm. um and know that that there is that there is hope and that you don't have to go and make yourself be perfect so that someone can like accept you right i mean think of i think of it my friendships mm-hmm. like the people that i've actually let into my sphere like yeah. my close sphere and things like that like i wouldn't be friends with people that didn't let me be me right mm-hmm. like those aren't, wouldn't be the people that i let close into my life so why would i do that that's right with probably the most important relationship out, outside of my relationship with christ yeah that could be in my life yeah right and it can be hard like personally for me sometimes it's hard because i'm single mm-hmm. um as i've mentioned before and sometimes the idea of just like well why would you say no if you're single mm. why would you say no to a dating opportunity and that's a hard one to wrestle with too because sometimes i'm like well i'll just say yes like what's the worst that can happen the worst that can happen is that you know that it's not right yeah but the enticement of like this could be having it someone and yeah. having someone and like especially if it's been a long time you know you can lose hope real fast mm-hmm. and pivot to the well i'll just i'll just say yes yeah because then at so least the i next, can feel so, so the first thing that yeah and so that i'm not alone or i'm not the odd one out or yeah you know there are desires there that you're still waiting on mm-hmm. right that are real and that like feel just as isolating as being rejected or being in a relationship like all of that yeah and having that mindset of like a having faith that if this is something that you are wanting and that god has put in your heart as a desire that it'll happen yeah it take a lot longer <laughs> than, <laughs> than maybe you thought or maybe quicker i'm pretty sure you probably didn't think that you would meet your husband at 18 true this and is very i was not it was not in my radar at right. all so yeah and i don't think josh thought he would be 32 no he, when he met his no he <laughs> yeah 30 actually oh 30, 30. sorry josh i was <laughs> 33 was when we got married but yeah he know josh wanted to be married by like 25 mm-hmm. and so he had to wait a lot longer a lot longer than <laughs> what he expected mm-hmm. and i didn't have to wait as long as i thought so it could be mm-hmm. you never mm-hmm. never say never right and i think it's just like going in with that right mindset and having that posture to god of like what do you want from me yeah that's you know, right. even in the spirit of rejection, like even like I know sometimes you don't have like notice. It's not like you're like, oh, in two days, someone's going to ask me. Yeah. out, and I'm going to. But like even in that moment, taking that moment to be like, hey, like, how do I process this? How do mm-hmm. I handle this? And honestly, the I don't know or like, can I have time or can I like process this? Mm-hmm. Totally an acceptable answer. Yes. You don't have to say yes or no right away. Yeah. You can you can like take some time to think about it. If you're not if sure. You like, if, you, if, you're not, if you like, actually need it. If you actually need it. If you actually need it. If you know it's a no. Yeah, don't drag it out. For goodness sakes. Just don't say, drag it out. Just say no. Yeah. Just say thank you for your interest. Mm-hmm. Just say no. There was this one time. <laughs> it caught me. Uh, maybe, I, maybe I'll share this story before too. But there's this one time where this guy had asked me out. And um, and, he, and he wanted, a, he wanted to, um, I guess, enter into a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and he and he had asked like like do you like would you want to do this like would you want to be my girlfriend and then i was like do you 
was like, do you? I was like, Jenny, of course. Of course he does. He just, he just asked if you did. So, I mean, my, my uh, approach was awkward and mm-hmm. like, cause they caught me off guard. But ultimately that day, like I, like, you know, we, we talked about it and that, and that I wasn't interested mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there was no confusion of whether she is, but she just like, isn't ready yeah, or whatever. It's like, no, and no, I really meant no. I really meant no. And there's no. Exactly. But if you're a person who, where you, where you are just working through something mm-hmm. and, and you genuinely need the time yeah. um, that you're not just stringing mm-hmm. them along just for fun or because of, of like your insecurity mm-hmm. of like not wanting to please them yeah. because you know, you're going to say no. Um, just, just say no. Apprentice best. Yeah. I have a funny story on that of like, l- like dragging it out, unintentionally dragging it out. But yeah. I, um, I had a friend who who had a brother, and I finally was I you know I'd kind of thought like maybe like an older brother, but like I, I saw him quite a bit, and I kind of finally was like you know like why not go for it, like let's just try it, mm-hmm. like you know I I know enough that I'm interested, but like didn't know him like super well. Yeah. So I like invited him out to dinner. And he was clueless. Cool. Like he he thought like, oh, we're just hanging out. Like didn't didn't like imagine that I'd be like, hey, what do you think of the two of us dating? Yeah. <laughs> and we had a very like clear like it was like a guideline conversation of like, well, if we did and it didn't work out, like it would just be because it didn't work out, right? Like, you're my friend's brother. Mm-hmm. Like I'm your sister's friend. If this doesn't work out, this can't become like a like dramatic awkward thing. Yeah. And we were both like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And he was like, uh, like, let me, like, let me take this away. Let me have some time to think about it before I like jump in. Cause there's a little bit more heightened risk, right? When it's yeah, like that's true. Your, sister's, your sister's friend. Yeah. And then he didn't call me. Like he was like, I'll call you in a couple of days. And he didn't call me Yeah. ever. And it was hilarious because I think like a month or maybe two months later, he was on the phone with his sister and she mentioned something about me. And he yeah. was like, oh, my gosh, <sighs> I never called her back. Oh like he legit like gosh. he is the type of person who like legit would have just forgotten. Yeah. Uh, which also like indication that like not really on his radar, like right. not <laughs> enough to pursue. But <laughs> and I wasn't like harboring any like I was like, OK, like clearly not interested. Like I'll yeah. move on. Not really wounded. And then he asked his sisters, like, is it too late for me to give her a call? And she's like, yeah. Yes. Like, if you called her now, it would be super awkward. <laughs> um, and so we've never talked about it again. Like, ever. Yeah. You know, like, we've seen each other and we've just, like, chalked it up to, like, yeah, it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Again, a, like, decent rejection because, you know. Yeah. I, I didn't take it too personally. That wasn't something I was super. I also wasn't super invested in it. I was like, this may be a thing. Right. Why not? just jump and see yeah and i tend to like as, as cautious as i am sometimes i'm really impulsive at the same time yeah i'm like something <laughs> comes to mind and i'm like okay yeah. well like i just want to like put this to bed right so instead of like because coupled with my cautiousness is rapid <laughs> overthinking so my overthinking gets the best of me and then i'm like okay now we just need to like get, get we need to get resolve it we'll one way or another this. that's right yeah uh, and then i just jump <laughs> and then i'm like huh, that wasn't the best maybe i should be more cautious next time <laughs> it's a great cycle it's a great yes this is a great cycle Uh, but i think what we're really trying to get at here today is um whether it's a easier rejection like Mm -hmm. some of the ones that we've talked about or it's like a harder rejection is that a it has nothing to do with you as a person yeah um 90% 90% of the time yeah. and the other 10% of the time it is something to do with you it's not something you have to fix it's just something 
for the other person. Yeah. Right? It's just yeah. there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, good or bad, however it ends. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's not something that you need to take on yourself mm-hmm. and fix and assume that every person wants you to be different. Yeah. Or maybe that for, for that 10%, that is just, you know, a major insecurity that you are letting rule over your life mm-hmm. that, is, that, is, that is going beyond... Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's the first thing that people see because it has just engulfed your life, right? Mm-hmm. Someone could say, like, okay, that's something that you need to work on. Yeah. Which is just an, a great indication that there's some work that you need to do yourself mm-hmm. for your own well-being. Yeah. So that's right. Like, that's like mm-hmm. the other Good piece. 10%. Yeah. yeah. And then I'd say the other thing is that, like, we are all, un- like, enough and we have that identity yes. in Christ, which seems, mm-hmm. like, very obvious. But when you're going through like painful things like that, yeah, it's really hard sometimes to find that footing and to really believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, so surround yourself with good people. Yes, that's who right. Who will tell you that you are enough, mm-hmm. and like talk it out with God. Because I'd also say like for me with rejection, I don't want to talk to God about it after. Because I'm like you, you let this happen. Mm, like yeah. now I'm in a space of rejection and it hurts and I don't like it and like yeah. I don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Like you could have, you could have made this a great thing and you didn't. Yeah. This is probably great for me in the end, but I don't, I don't want to talk. I don't feel right that right now. now. Yeah. So yeah. let's just like not talk, which is like, makes it just harder to process. It really. is. You're delaying the healing and process. It's the, it, that's exactly. And that's the last thing that you want to do because your healing is with Christ. Your healing is mm-hmm. with Jesus. And like you said, Hannah, you're just delaying, you're just <laughs> delaying the healing process. But God is, but Jesus is right there. Like God is waiting for you. Like he won't like force you to be like, no, mm-hmm. you have to talk to me right now. Like, right. Like mm-hmm. God feels for you. Every tear that you, that you shed or mm-hmm. every like deep sigh that you make, like he knows those things and he, and he counts those things and he's, like he's aware mm-hmm. of those things. And he wants he wants to heal you and he wants to heal your heart and a, the only way you can do that is when you are not far from him right. is when you are close to him so it, it, we encourage you to as hard as it may be mm-hmm. but even with the you know all the hurt mm-hmm. and the co- the complaining and mm-hmm. the grunts or whatever that you have direct them to the like talk to the lord about it as you grunt <laughs> yeah he wants to hear it. He wants to hear it. Um, and the other thing I would say is, like, risk it again. Like, that sounds mm-hmm. re- like that's so difficult. I understand that. I'm sure you do as well, Jenny. Cause yeah. Rejection's not just in a relationship. I'm sure there's other things for that sure. you've risked for. But, um, A, if you've done it once and gotten through it, you will most likely be able to get through it again. You can do it um, again. It actually is easier. Mm-hmm. It's like heartbreak. Like, oh, I got through it once. <laughs> I can do it again. I got through it a second time. Like, there is this understanding of, like, you can make it through and be mm-hmm. okay on the other side. Yeah. And rejection is the same thing. And if you don't risk it again, like, as, as difficult as it is to make that leap, mm-hmm. you're you're not going to get what you want Yeah. either. Like, you're withholding yourself from having the opportunity to have that relationship you're looking for. That's right. Because whether you're the one asking or they're the one asking there's a risk as Mm -hmm. we said before so you're gonna have to risk one way or the other yeah you gotta risk it for the biscuit (laughs) (laughs) right yeah i just really hope that you guys uh heard our hearts in this or Mm -hmm. found something with what we were talking about today Mm -hmm. that resonated with you 
our goal with this podcast is always to just speak from our hearts, be authentic, yeah. as the title says, and to just talk about things real in things. real life. Yeah. Like the way that they are mm-hmm. with no sugar coating for the most part. Yeah. For the most part. <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> and yeah, we encourage you to, to keep listening to our episodes. We're so thankful that you do. Jenny and I were just talking about today, like we couldn't believe how long we've been yeah. doing this already and mm-hmm. we love doing it the whole team does yeah um and we also encourage you to like reach out to us um on our instagram authentic love podcast let us know what you think of our podcast let us know what you want to hear or want to share or if you want to be on an episode yeah we're always looking for new guests like we are we're always searching so thanks for tuning in with us and we'll see you next time Bye. Thank you for listening with us today. A huge thank you goes to Harvest City Church for letting us record in our studio. We release new episodes every month, so make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Authentic Love Podcast, where you can be a part of our next conversation. See you next time.